welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. It's the last week of November, right? Okay, so we're in the last lap of November. How many of you can remember when you started in January? Can you remember when you started in January? If you can't remember, at least you can remember the the vow you made or the what they call that then? New Year resolution. Yes. You can remember what you resoluted at the beginning of the year. But has God been good to someone? Come on, if God has been good to you, say Hallelujah. He's been good. His faithfulness has been tremendous. I want to conclude on the teaching, the blessed life. We started talking about components of this blessed life. In the part one, we talked about the fact that it, the blessed life carries God's signature. It carries the signature of God. According to Genesis 12 from verse 1. Where God said to Abram to go out of his country and his kingship and all its kindred and all that. And that he will bless him and make him a great nation. And then number two, we said that the blessed life, it requires you to take responsibility at the highest level of excellence. So not just the fact that I'm blessed, but that the blessing allows me to take responsibility at the highest level of excellence. All right. So I'm not just going around screaming that I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. But I take responsibility. In Ephesians 4.28 it says, Let him that stole steal no more. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So the fact that you carry the blessing means that God has empowered you to be a blessing to someone. So the reason for work is not basically so that you can meet your own needs. But the Bible says that so that you will have to give. So that you can also be a blessing. And that's the, that's the DNA of the blessing. When God said to Abraham, I will bless you and make you a father of nations. It's not so that Abraham can pride in himself that I drive the latest, I wear the latest, I live in the best and all that. No, it's such that when I bless you, you will be a blessing to others. All right. The the excuse um, or rather one reason a lot of people um, want to work is so that they can meet their needs. Yes, which is good. Meeting your needs is not a problem. But God is saying that my own idea is such that I'm not giving to you so to meet your need. I'm giving to you so that you will be a blessing to others. I'm empowering you so that you will empower others. I'm giving you wisdom, skill, idea, knowledge so that you can be a blessing to other people. 
So he said, let him that stole steal no more. Let him labor and work. Not so that he will have to eat, but so that he will have to give to others. So that's a component, a critical component of the blessing. So that by my expression of the blessing, others can be blessed. And I mentioned to us, when, when God said to us in, um, Scripture said in, in Rome, in Second Corinthians 5, 21, it says, God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world, right? And then when Jesus left, he gave us that ministry to reconcile the world to God. So why God was doing that to Jesus and then he now gave us Jesus. When Jesus left, he says, you that have received, you now have the responsibility to reconcile the world. So we have that responsibility as believers, as being blessed ones to be a blessing to others. And that where you should aim at about the blessed life it's not just the fact that oh um, my needs are met my bills are paid no is that god through me is meeting the needs of others god through me is paying the bills of others god through me because god will not come down again to do those things he said i sought for a man but i found none so God won't come down, but what he will do is that he will use someone to be a blessing to you. And then he wants to use you to be a blessing to someone. So when you find people who are praying for something to happen in their lives, check it out. There is someone who has not heard answered the call of God for that thing to happen in the other person's life. If my brother is praying for maybe praying that ah god um i need a car 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 and in god's agenda god doesn't want you to buy one i'll give two scenarios he wants to give you one all right and then god gives you certain instructions to do to follow and all that in following those instructions god empowers the blessing to work on your life how be it some other factors relating to how you will receive that blessing in quote is at stake. So if peradventure, Dami is the one God wants to use to give you the car. All right. And then you're asking God for the car, praying for, for the car and all that. And then Dami is not hearing God. She just bought a brand new BM. And she says, God, I just bought this brand new BM. And then God says, it's not for you. He said, devil, I bind you. How can it not be for me? You know, since when I've been praying for this thing. And God says, it's not for you. He said, devil, I bind you. And then she starts driving it. First week, second week, third week, one month. And you are praying, God, I need a car, I need a car. And God says, no, dummy, the car is not for you. So if she is not attentive to hear the voice of God, the, the, the leading of the Spirit, what God plans for you will be delayed so is it god that delayed it no but there are factors human factors responsible for that delay so many a times we pray for certain things and the bible says the, the the promises of god are yes and amen in christ jesus he said before you have he said while you are yet speaking i will answer so god is in the business of putting us in a blessed state all right so imagine again someone 
there was a story I heard of, of two people who were praying and one, one was asking God for um, maybe about 10,000, just some of 10,000 there about God, if you can just give me this 10,000, my life will be better. And Pastor Paul there is saying, God, it's just 10 million. That project needs to go, it's 10 million. And then you, you are gently talking to the Lord and then the guy asking for 10,000, he's screaming at the word, Oh Lord, my father! My father, my father! 10,000! And then Pastor Paul is like, Sorry, bros. Is it 10,000? Okay, take. God and I are discussing better things. Has God not answered his own? God has answered his own. You understand? So, when you're asking God for things, that's by the way, know what you're asking for. God is a big God. There are levels anyway, but you graduate into it. Okay? So, take another scenario. Someone is, is praying to God to, to walk in a bank. I say, my dream is that I walk in a bank. And you're praying to God. You've applied to GD, applied to Zenith, applied to uh, all the other banks, even the ones that their name is amazing. Providence, Protoos, all those kind of... Apply to all of them. Globus or Globus. I saw another one, Globus. Like, I'm asking my... Are these people really doing banking? There's one on, on Transamadi that just opened. I don't see a customer there, but I see cars. Ask myself, are they doing banking or they are doing money laundering? So you're praying to God. And then Pastor Paul is there again. Say, God, you know this dream you gave me to open a bank. I need to open it. It's just 20 billion I need. You know that the job that you are going to get, before God will answer you that you are looking for a job, he will answer the person that will give you the job. Do you know that? He will answer the person that will give you the job first. All the people that you employed in oxygen, do you know that they've been praying, God, I want job, I want job. And then God is now telling Pastor you must start that business. So you don't know why God is telling you to do big things. You think it's because of you. It's not because of you. It's because there are people's destinies tied to it. Some people are praying and crying day and night for a breakthrough and their breakthrough is in your hand. God has given you a massive vision to do certain things, big things. Oh God, I cannot. It's because you think it's about you. If God opens your eyes and you see the people that are tied to your destiny, you will not joke with the things that God is asking you to do. And then you realize that it's not by your strength that you will do it. It's by his strength. Say, ah, Open that orphanage. Start that orphanage. Ah, God, it will cost a lot. Oh, how will we start? Let's leave it. Let me start working. You know, you now calculate as an investor. Once I start working and I earn a shell. No, God, you know, you'll be negotiating with God. You know, if you give me shell job, you and I know that I'll be setting aside 500k every month. Then by the end of the year, it will now be like this. Then I can now apply for one loan. They give me like 10 million. Hey, God, you know I can now start negotiating with God. But he's telling you, look, I've given you this idea. I've given you this business. It's so that you will be a blessing to other people. Not to yourself. Not to yourself. God gives you a job. They're paying you six figures. They're paying you seven figures. It's not because of you. It's, it's so that God can beat his chest and say, I have light in that dark world, in the person of so and so. 
See, I have a representative on earth in the person of so and so. So he's confident that if he sends somebody to Portacourt, that person will not suffer. Because he knows that if that person comes across Pastor Paul, that's it. The person will say, ah, indeed, God is good. So the goodness of God is no longer with God. The goodness of God has been given to you and I to demonstrate it and to show it to the world. But if we don't take responsibility to do that, then we're short, uh, we're, we're, we're shortchanging ourselves where the blessing is concerned. Someone say, I'm blessed. Say it again, I carry the blessing. So you've been blessed to be a blessing. You've been empowered to empower others. And then we talked about the fact that in the blessing, there is no fear. There is no fear where the blessing is concerned. There's just no fear. And then lastly today, one very important component of the blessing I want to leave with us is that the blessing is a spiritual substance. The blessing is a spiritual substance. It's a spiritual substance. Romans 8 from verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. So we see that there is a righteous requirement of the law. There is something the law was meant to do. But scripture tells us that it couldn't do it in the flesh. It couldn't be accomplished in the flesh. Say, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. It's a long read to verse 11. That's what we're going to read up to. Well, hear me. When God empowers you with the blessing, he, it's a spiritual empowerment. It's, a, it's the breath of God that comes on you that opens you up in wisdom, opens you up in knowledge, opens you up in understanding, gives you clarity. So that when you apply your natural to these things, there's an expression of grace, there's an expression of the blessing that comes on your natural, that makes your natural supernatural. That makes your ordinary extraordinary. 
So it comes on it. It comes on it. But many a times what we find is that we find believers who rather would rather not have any ordinary but just wants to have the extraordinary. The extraordinary is just the extra coming on the ordinary. So if you don't put the ordinary before God, there is nothing for the extra to come on. If you don't put the natural before him, there is nothing for the super to come on to make it supernatural. Will we pray? Yes. Will we fast? Yes. Will we give? Yes. But in doing all these things, there is a natural process we must respond to and allow that supernatural to come on it. It says what the law tried to do in the flesh, it couldn't do because it was weak. It says in verse 9, it says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he's not his. And this is it. And it says, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. It means that that mortality because of the spirit the mortality will gain life not of itself but because there's a spirit coming upon it. When we talk about the blessing And you bring mortality before God. Because the spirit of God dwells in you. That mortality will receive life. That receiving of life is a critical component of the blessing. That we miss a lot of the time. A lot of the time. So God is saying that as, as my children... As sons and daughters in the kingdom. Your advantage. Where you stand out. Where you are separated. Is one such that. The mortality that you have. Is being fueled. By the spirit. Is being fueled by the spirit. If the spirit of him. That raised Jesus dwells in you that same spirit will give life it will give life what is it that you want to carry that life it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that same spirit gives life. It gives life to everything you submit to it. It gives life to your job. It gives life to your family. It gives life to your business. It gives life to your physical body. That same spirit. That same spirit. Why? Because you carry the blessing. You carry the blessing. So nothing dies with you. 
nothing dies with you. You carry the blessing. You recognize that in you is the spirit of life. That's, and you know, that's the intention of God. It says what the law could not do because it was weak in the flesh. God did through Jesus. It means that from the beginning, that was the plan of God. That you are a carrier of life, a dispenser of life. That from the beginning, you are the one that, that emanates life. That nothing dies with you. That from the beginning, you, your very expression will be from the life of God. That the mortality you carry will be fueled by the spirit of life. That was God's intention from the beginning. I said, but it couldn't happen because the law was weak in the flesh. But now comes the spirit. A very important component of the blessing. It says, now when the spirit has come, everything is set, everything is ready. Now when the spirit has come, there is liberty. Now when the spirit has come, everything is set and ready. Now life flows. That's why Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. It says the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. It is the spirit that does what? That gives life. The flesh profits nothing. So there is, you, can, you cannot achieve that much in the flesh. But when it comes to the spirit, there's a whole lot you can achieve. So that very important component of the blessing, which is the spirit component, you cannot undermine it. You cannot... We cannot overemphasize it. No. It's very important. When I was in... When I was away... One of the ex- encounters I had... God said to me... He said, you're coming back to the city... And I put on you... The anointing of a king maker... He said, the anointing of a king maker is on you. He said, from this moment on, the people connected to you, I'm going to be bringing them before kings and before greatness. Before kings and before greatness. Bible said of Daniel it said and Daniel was brought before the king the same way Daniel was brought before the king every other person that was in that space was also brought before the king but Daniel's diligence and excellence separated him such that the king favored him. And then God said to me, He said, The diligence and the excellence that will be put into their work will cause kings to separate them and to look favorable to them. To look favorable to them. One assignment 
in this service this morning is to pray for three people that God showed me showed me the picture and was talking to me about them and said you're going to release this anointing on them and the things that are going to be happening in the weeks that will follow is that people in in the palace people in high places will begin to they will get the attention of people in high places he said they will, they will get the attention of people in the palace they will get the attention of kings they will get the attention of high net worth individuals they will get their attention and as I pray for them I want, I want the whole church to understand that that anointing is not just released on them alone but it's released on the entire church they're just a point of contact it's released on the entire church and as you stretch your faith and your heart to connect to it the same thing begins to happen to you the same thing begins to happen to you the same thing begins to happen why because in this season God wants to use his people more than ever before more than ever God wants you to be a reference point not so that you can brag in the fact that I'm a reference point no like I said before it's not about you it's about what God wants to do it's about what he wants to do it's about what he wants to do. Glory to his name. Someone needs to take take over from the keyboard from him. Come, you're the first person I saw. I think we can stand up on our feet. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.